Welcome to Growth Mindset University. My name is Jordan Paris, 21-year-old author and host of this show. And with this show, you and I will embark on a journey to learn the things that we should have learned in school but did not, so that we may take control of our lives while fulfilling our vision of success. Each episode will feature a brand new lesson, and now it's time for today's lesson. So put your thinking cap on, because school is now in session. All right, my guest today is Heather Monahan. Heather is an Amazon best-selling author, keynote speaker with the Harry Walker Agency, and the founder of Boss in Heels. Having successfully climbed the corporate ladder for nearly 20 years, Heather Monahan is one of the few women to break the glass ceiling and claim her spot in the C-suite. As a chief revenue officer in media, Heather is a glass ceiling award winner named one of the most influential women in radio in 2017, and Thrive Global named her a limit-breaking female founder in 2018. Heather's new book, Confidence Creator, shot to number one on Amazon's business biographies and business motivation list the first week it debuted on Amazon. Heather is a confident expert and is currently working with Fortune 500 companies and professional sports to develop confidence in the workplace and on the court. She's also a member of Florida International University's Advisory Council to further serve as a mentor and leader in the South Florida community. And let me tell you, I love South Florida. I am here. I mean, I'm on the other end in Fort Myers, but uh, you're in Miami. Isn't it a great place? I used to live in Naples and work what? out there. Yeah. When I was back in corporate America, I uh, the company I worked for was headquartered over there. So yeah, I'm really familiar with that area, but I prefer Miami, no doubt. I Yeah. I, well, hey, I love Naples. I go on Naples Fifth Ave. That is my spot every week. You, you, you know Fifth Ave, right? Yeah. Barely breathing. Those people are a little bit elderly for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay. <laughs> I just, I love, I love the restaurants there. It's, uh, it's really great. And sometimes, sometimes if I am alone, I'll go like, I'll sit at the bar and get a meal and just make friends with the old, literally like an old, like a person 40 years older than me <laughs> next to me. I, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I just like doing that. I'm spreading my wings a little bit. I'm trying to be confident, right? You know, you are the confidence creator. Now, I'm sure it wasn't always like that. What did your upbringing look like? What was your high school experience like? Yeah, so I grew up poor. I, my mom was a single mother raising four kids. She really struggled. She was on food stamps. So my childhood was not idyllic, and I certainly was not confident back then. So growing up for me, I used to see that, in my opinion, my perception was that I was in one lane, which was kind of this dark lane that life was tough, life is a struggle. And there was these other people I would see on TV that were in this beautiful lane. They were beautiful. They had beautiful homes, beautiful lives, and they were confident. And I just believed with lack of information, lack of knowledge, that that's, you know, you were born into a lane and that is the way that it worked. And luckily for me, along the way and and throughout uh, my life, my career, and a lot of missteps that I made, I learned that is absolutely not the case. And in fact, 
I only just in the past year learned this lesson. There are no lanes. I still was subscribing, you know, to this idea that I am the social one. I belong in the sales lane, leadership lane, media lane, because that's where I had been for over 20 years. And it really, you know, it took me getting fired about a year and a half ago in that moment to decide I'm no longer allowing for lanes. I am going to take my unique attributes and talents wherever the heck I want to go. And the craziest part about it all is that you Google me today, a year and a half later, and I show up as an author, a best-selling author, not as a sales leader, you know, a media executive. I built this massive career, a lot of success over 20 years, and it disappeared overnight because I decided to blow up the lanes and not accept what other people told me I should be. So it's been a crazy ride. And uh, no, I was not always confident, but I sit here today pretty confident. Well, I want to talk about what happened in 2017 and getting fired. But high school was, I know for me, it was a very challenging time that I had zero confidence. I didn't talk to anybody. I want to zero in just because I'm curious on, on that. Yeah, so high school was an interesting time for me. I really struggled my whole life with relationships, dating relationships and whatnot because of my upbringing. I had had a tough upbringing and I did not want to trust or get close to people. So I was very difficult to date because I appeared confident on the outside. However, I was very insecure on the inside. So that made me for, you know, not a not a real nice teenager uh, because I was feeling scared. I was feeling insecure and I would put a front up, a mask that I would put on so that people thought I was great and wonderful, but I really wasn't. However, during that time, I really leaned into sports. And what I've learned in life is that your confidence can be really high in one facet of your life while it's really low in another. And this is a, a good example to me of when that was occurring. I really started performing at a high level in sports and I became the MVP of my softball team, the captain of my softball team. I was the captain of my volleyball team. You know, I really took to leadership and sports at a younger age and I became confident there. That was where I would shine. I looked forward to every day after school. I looked forward to being a part of a team and I felt really good about who I was on the court or who I was on the field. I did not feel good about who I was over here, whether it be dating or in academics. You know, I didn't feel great about who I was there. So that's when I would put the mask on and pretend to be someone I was not. Little did I know that made it much worse and made me much more insecure that I tried to be someone I wasn't. So that was sort of an interesting time for me in high school because I really was excelling in sports and around athletics and feeling good about who I was. But that was only a very finite part of the day. So what I'm getting from what you say about relationships, lack of confidence and insecurity saps the potential of our relationships. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. If you're not showing up as your authentic self and feeling confident enough to own your thoughts, you know, your beliefs, your opinions, you're not really showing up as you. So if you're not confident in relationships, you're never truly going to have amazing relationships because you're never really going to be fulfilling who you are. There's so many aspects of confidence. You know, maybe some of the other factors I think of as well, maybe does your physiology 
the, you know, cause I noticed you making a lot of, you, you use a lot of hand gestures. Does your physiology even play a role in confidence Do, or is that not your scope of expertise there? Well, you know, it's an interesting question. I've never been asked that. However, I would say this, when I go into a situation, if I'm feeling nervous, I claim my power stance. The way that I stand really affects how I feel in those moments where I'm scared, I'm nervous. If I'm taking a big stage and I'm feeling a little off kilter, you know, I'm wondering how I'm going to do, it is imperative to me that I stand in my most strongest pose, my Wonder Woman pose, you know, you can call it, because that exudes confidence and the way that I hold myself intrinsically begins this thought process that I am confident and reminds me that I've been here before and I know I can do it again. So I do believe that the way you hold yourself, and and we've all walked into a room or a meeting and seen that person slumped over, you know, they're, they don't have good posture, they're putting their head down, they look down, and that screams, I'm not confident, I don't feel comfortable in this situation. So I really have through business and through my career in corporate America, I learned I was very often the only woman in meetings. And I learned if I wanted to be respected and taken seriously, I needed to sit up. I needed to have a big smile on. I need to claim my power pose even when I'm sitting down. And I worked year after year at that so that others would walk in and see me and say, oh, wow, that that woman's a powerhouse. She's really confident. And that that took a lot of work. But yeah, paying attention to how you hold yourself and position yourself with your body and physiology is a it's an important part. Absolutely. I always think that your outer posture is an indicator of your inner workings, your inner thoughts about yourself. I really use that as a rule of thumb. I really think it helps for myself. Just getting in that better posture, opening myself up makes me feel so much better. Not to mention, you know, up here, up in my head, it makes me feel better, but even just my back, like, come on, <laughs> well, let's, let's get that better posture. <laughs> I, I have my roots in, um, in fitness. I'm a stickler on the posture, but <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, so you were named uh, one of the most influential women in radio in 2017. And then a month later, you were fired. Was that a, a sort of intimidation factor? Like, oh, she's getting too powerful. We got to get oh, rid of her. We got to wipe totally, her out. <laughs> totally. 100%. So two years prior to that, I uh, I had launched a personal brand, which was my website, heathermonahan.com. I took all of my socials and made them public. I created a hashtag, Boss and Heels. And I decided two years prior to getting fired, it was 2015, to do this for a few reasons. One, I was in media and my job was to lead companies, massive organizations to advertise, promote, and brand themselves. So I figured it would make sense that I actually, you know, eat the food that I'm feeding everyone else. I should do the same for myself to really show that it works and, you know, that I know what I'm doing. I am an expert in in advertising. And so that was one component, but the real meaningful part of that was I struggled so much to get ahead having come from a situation where I didn't have a successful mentor in my youth. And I don't want other people to have that. Now that you know we have the internet, people can gain information freely. And I wanted to serve it up to people that were struggling, uh, people that were younger than me. And I wanted to show them, doesn't matter what family you're born into, here's how you get ahead. Here's how you make a lot of money. Here's how you climb the ladder. And here's how you can do it in a really successful way. 
I did that. And immediately the CFO for the company I was working for, uh, for 14 years, came to me and said, no, shut this down. It does not work. And she was not my boss back then. She was my peer. I was the chief revenue officer. She was a chief financial officer. And she said, uh, this doesn't work. You got to shut it down. And I said, no. At that point, I had really gotten to a point where I had built confidence and success. And I knew there was no malintent in what I was doing. I was doing something really good, something really meaningful, and something I felt really proud of. And I said, no. I said, I will not take it down. However, I will meet with an attorney. I will find a way to protect the company. And I put disclaimers on everything. You know, this is not the thought. My thoughts and my opinions are not necessarily the thoughts and opinions of my um, employer. They have nothing to do with this, whatever the verbiage was. And I would put it everywhere. And then she'd come back at me again and say, no, shut it down. And I would say, no, I'm not doing anything wrong. And so this game of tit for tat went on for two years. It was a terrible time in my career. And what was going on internally at the company during that time, she was elevating herself and I was shining my light for the first time. I used to dim my light because it was obvious it made her and other people not feel so good about themselves. So I would try to shrink myself for a while. That is a horrible recipe for disaster. But I I loved my paycheck. I loved the security I had in the company and I didn't want to lose it. I loved my team I had built that reported to me and I was shrinking myself. And finally, I ripped that Band-Aid off and said, no more. I'm shining my light. I'm going to be who I am. And it really affected her negatively. In the end, she ends up, um, her dad gets sick and he elevated her to CEO. She replaced him. And that was when I got the phone call immediately, a month after I was named most influential woman in radio, that I was no longer needed at the company and my position was eliminated after 14 years. So I'm sure it was really very tough. I heard you say on Elvis Duran, one of my, I, les, I listened to Elvis Duran like every morning on my way to high school. It was, I, I love the phone taps and everything, but and, and just, <laughs> I heard you say on there, you know, there wasn't enough Chardonnay, I believe, in Miami to get me through the week. But after that, after picking up the pieces, what's the first thing that you did? Yeah. So there's, you know, this, I write about this in my book. The first thing I did, which I didn't do back when I was not confident, is I asked for help. I put it out to the world. I had invested in myself and I had a decent social media following. I I encourage your listeners to invest in themselves and network and, and grow their social media following. It really will help you in times of need. And I put it out on social media. Hey, I just got fired. And this is a really hard time for me. I've never been fired before and I'm hurting. And so many people called me and said, take that down. You look desperate. But to me, it rang true to me that that's my truth and I'm going to own it. I'm not going to be embarrassed. Something bad happened to me. That doesn't make me a bad person. And so for me, I freed myself of this shameful moment by putting it out on social. And so many people showed up, Froggy from the Elvis Duran show being one of them saying, hey, can I help you? I, I feel for you. And I, I think, you know, what you're doing is great. I'm here. And I learned in that moment when people come to you saying they want to help you, ask for one specific thing and convert it in that moment because inevitably people get busy, they move on with their life. And if you don't capitalize on that opportunity, the opportunity will probably disappear, right? So I learned, hey, can you give me a recommendation on my LinkedIn wall? Can you connect me to your boss? I want to speak to them. Can you write a review of my work? 
or for Froggy, hey, can you get me on Elvis Duran's show? I want to reach a larger audience with my message. So that was the the key element that I really, you know, kickstarted things in my entrepreneurial world. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. Your relationship with fear. What is a healthy relationship with fear look like? Because let's pretend someone who has trouble getting in front of the camera and creating, you know, a video, right? You know, every, so many people want to create videos for LinkedIn nowadays, but this person, this hypothetical person just can't get over the fear. Wait, that was me. That was me that's, in December. That's me right now. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, no. So that was me. That was totally me. It's funny you say that. Um, and people, you know, people can see my book and say, oh, that girl's super confident. But it doesn't mean I'm confident in everything. No one is, right? So back in December, I was doing so many shows promoting my book. And I was working with a, a young man similar to yourself. And he's huge into video. He videos everything everywhere, puts it everywhere. And he said, hey, let's put this video on LinkedIn. It was his podcast we were doing. And I said, oh, I don't know. You think so? I never do video on LinkedIn. I don't know. And he said, why wouldn't you? And I said, well, my house doesn't have white walls. Um, I don't have a professional videographer. I don't have this, uh, the sound quality. I was giving all these excuses, but I didn't hear myself doing it. And he said to me, whoa, that sounds like a lot of excuses. Why don't you just turn your phone on and start filming? And I thought, you know what? This is a challenge and I like a challenge. So I said, all right, little boy, let's see what's going to happen. And wouldn't you know, I wish I could show you right now on my computer, my views on my page. I knew video worked. I just was scared to do it. My views went from, I'm making it up, but let's say they were at 20,000 per week. They went to 100,000, five times the multiple. So I could reach so many, I could have sold so many more books had I been doing this for six months. So the relationship with fear is there. However, what I'm learning now at 44 is Fear is a good thing. Fear is a green light that means go. If you want to keep growing in life, getting better, going to the next level, and who doesn't want that? Like reach, strive for more potential, strive for your growth. You've got to move through fear to get there. So see fear as a green light. Fear means go. Walk into whatever it is. And if you need a challenge, I'm going to challenge you right now to get some video up on LinkedIn to promote this episode. That's it right there. So you will totally <laughs> promote this episode in a video to your people. And I will um, and I'll share it on my page, too. Wow. OK, wow. You, you, now now it's like if I don't do it, people are going to listen to this and be like, you're screwed. People are going to. People are gonna, right. No, but you, I, I want everyone to learn something from that. So I call that having an accountability partner. That's what we just created for you, right? So one of the things that's really powerful in helping people achieve their goals is enlisting an accountability partner. And when I felt scared a couple months ago about writing my second book, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to enlist an accountability partner and it's going to be social media. I just took to social media and said, I'm coming out with my next book. I'm so excited for you all to see it. And by doing that, it forced me to hurry up and write because I told the world I was doing it. So hold yourself accountable to another person, to the world, to social media, and watch how fast you get through your fear and make stuff happen. Love it. Well, of course, we're going to have to make that happen because I, I, I don't I don't have a choice. So <laughs> it's been committed through my accountability partner. So something that I think about all the time 
as well is that, you know, there's the cliche, your vibe attracts your tribe. And I do find that to be true. Like you get what you give. Now you're, that's the way you portray yourself definitely attracts a certain type of person. How do you know? And of course, if you're confident, it may attract a different type of person as opposed to if you weren't confident. But how do you know if you're attracting the right people into your life? So you'll know when you have your right people. We all have an energy we put out there, right? So if you are around people and they're saying, oh my gosh, I love your energy. I totally get you. Those are your people, right? They are drawn to your energy. They get you versus when you're around people and they're saying, "I, you know what, Heather, I just think it's you're a little too loud. Could you take it down a notch? You know what? I don't agree with what you're saying because you know what? I don't usually hang around with people like you and you're a little, you know, you're a little too much. Those are not your people. That's not constructive criticism. That's not saying, hey, you know, that's an interesting point you make. However, I disagree and I want to share with you why. That's a like a good, healthy conversation. But when you have people just coming at you because you're you, those aren't your people. And the more you surround yourself with those people, the less you'll be encouraged to actually own who you are, feel good about who you are. So it's really important to shine that light, be you, be authentic, whatever that means. If it means you rock purple hair, great, rock it. But don't show up with the mask on and pretending, you know, I used to do this, you know, I would dress a certain way to make other people happy. I would act small. And that surrounded me with different kinds of people that don't surround me today. The people I was close to in corporate America, I never even speak to anymore because the more I became the true me, the more those people fell away because they were there for different reasons. They were there because of a job or because of this or that. And the more um, similar like-minded people have come into my life now. And I have so much support now so much love around me. And I did not have that in corporate America. And that's really translated to a lot of opportunity for me as well. Where does the line between confidence and cockiness fall? How do you know if you're cocky as opposed to confident? So cockiness, in my opinion, this is my, you know my experience. When I was younger, people thought I was really, really cocky. Um, I wasn't. I was really, really insecure, pretending to be confident. So that's typically how I, it, it's my experience and that's how I understand cockiness to be. When you see someone so overly trying to make a point, I'm the smartest person here, I'm this, I'm that, it's probably because they don't feel so good inside and they feel a bit broken and they don't want anyone to see what's really there. So, you know, it's sort of when you know that, it's a really powerful piece of knowledge to have with you because then when you are around that person, you can say, I could, I'd put my hand on someone's hand and say, hey, are you okay? You can be yourself with me. You don't have to try that hard. And if you really mean that and you're saying that to someone in a way to connect with them, You'll see real fast. They'll either freak out because you they'll think, oh my gosh, she knows what's really going on. Or maybe they'll let the walls down a little bit and start, you know, sharing who they really are. Now, what are a couple of things to sort of hack your way? I hate to use that word, but hack your way to confidence, right? Like what are what are some of the some of the habits, tips, and routines that you use to become more confident or something that you know, it might not be a quick win. It might not be an automatic. It might be a longer game. So, you know, there's a, everyone has different issues, right? It's not 
one thing about creating confidence is you might be surrounded with the most positive people in the world that love you to death, but you don't love you. So for that person, it's about putting yourself first. It's about creating positive affirmations and reframing the conversation you're having in your mind every day from, oh, I'm an idiot. Why did I do that to, you know what? I made a mistake and I totally appreciate I'm growing. You know, it's, it's changing that conversation in your head. Then there's those people out there that maybe they don't have a negative talk in their head, but they're around villains all day long. And the villains are always putting them down, trying to hold them back. For those people, it's firing the villains in your life. And for me, that was the people I worked for. So those were my villains. And they, when they were fired from my life, I really began to take off because I never had anyone holding me down anymore. It was only people trying to help me up. So figure out who are those villains, get them out of your life. And if it's family members and you can't fire them, you need to create boundaries. And so often that comes with a very direct conversation. I don't like when you say this to me. It isn't helpful. And I need you to stop speaking to me like that. Otherwise, I'm going to have to spend less time with you because I leave you feeling really drained and negative, and that's not good for me. You know, so communicating your needs to people is really, really important. You know, there's um, an attitude of gratitude. It's impossible to be negative and stressed if you're focusing on what you're grateful for in life. And I keep a gratitude journal. Journaling in general is massive in regards to building confidence. That will help teach you. I'm so glad you have one. That will help teach you your inner voice. I was not good at using my inner voice when I was younger. And the more I would quiet it, the harder it was to hear it, right? So I had to enlist my inner voice. And the safest way I could do that would be journaling. It's a great place to start. And then as you feel stronger, you can start sharing your inner voice wherever you are. But that's a good beginning and a good starting point for you to begin with. Well, how do you avoid external factors being a contributor to your confidence. Now, let me tell you, I'll be very transparent here and we'll see if this is a bad thing. When I put my convertible down, okay, and I'm driving through Southwest Florida, I feel freaking good, Heather. And I'm listening to like my favorite music. I, I mean, and it makes me confident. Is that a bad thing? No, that's amazing. We need to do things in life where we generally feel good, right? You're not doing that for anyone else. That's what, and I'm very similar to you. The sun and music and scent for me too. I love smelling lavender. Like when I partner those things together, music really affects me in a positive or negative way. I was stuck in a restaurant waiting to give a speech the other day and the music was so down that I felt down when I walked out, you know? So if it's getting to know yourself. What are those things that lift you up? For you, it's the convertible, the music. Get out and do that every single day. Because the more you can get in that positive headspace, the more you can start visualizing the future that you have for yourself, the other amazing things that are going to start happening, how you feel doing it is one of the ways to you know pull those things into your life. Well, I, well, while I can't tell everyone to go out and buy a convertible right now, and maybe not everyone has that, but I can say that, yes, listening to music definitely has an effect on me and many others. And I've heard that stores that play, you mentioned the restaurant, stores that play faster, faster tone uh, music sell more product. So it definitely has an effect on, on us for sure. And I, you know, I had a friend tell me last week that, you know, he's going through a tough time and he's like, yeah, I haven't even, I haven't been listening to music. I've only been listening to 
this and it, and it wasn't really any, like it, it was like some gospel um you know music and that's great that's great but i was like dude i cannot imagine my life without music my favorite songs listen i just i just booked kevin rudolph on the podcast so like let it rock is like it, you know that song from 10 years ago is is like rocking my world right now and it just <laughs> and it just makes me feel so good i can't imagine my life without letting it rock okay we need our music. I'm right on board with you, Heather. Yeah, so I actually believe, you know, I have a theme song and I have a playlist. And those two things, one, my theme song is Kendrick Lamar. I love myself because it's such a, a, an amazing reminder. I love the beat. I, I love the lyrics. And I, I taught my son. We sing it on the way to school in the morning. But it's really empowering and powerful to remember. It, yeah, I do love myself and, and I should. So get a theme song and have that bad boy ready to fire up whenever you need it. I have a playlist that I use Ooh, every I time. Say, yes. Every time I'm going to speak at something, what I do is by I've trained myself and this is literally like Pavlov's dog, which is, you know, when you ring the bell, the dog knows the food's coming, he starts salivating and that's scientifically proven. For me, when I hear that theme song, I immediately sit up really tall. I feel so powerful. I know I'm about to go kill it no matter where I'm going. And it's happened through training myself every single time for a year now. I listen to that playlist on the way to anything big that I have. It has changed the way I envision things. It changes the way that I feel. It changes the way that I stand and look. So, you know, train yourself to work with that playlist and put that playlist to work for you. It pays major dividends. Yeah, I cannot stress that enough. The playlist is huge. I have a couple of different playlists I have, you know, for different feelings that I want to achieve. I even have one for peace. It's called Peace. And there's, you know, there's a bunch of songs that make me, that elicit that peaceful feeling in me. There's one called Up. It gets me up. It gets me feeling good. Like, let it rock, right? And I, I really, I love that you use playlists like that. It's, uh, it's, it's great to see that. And it's, I guess it's confirmation. It's good that I have those too. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's awesome. Now, as we begin to wrap up here, Heather, what are the things that someone can do today to improve their life, to gain some more confidence? dress the way that you want to. I used to not wear ripped jeans because I didn't I didn't want people to think less of me. I didn't want them to think I wasn't professional. And I got stuck in Las Vegas with a suitcase only with ripped jeans in them. And I wore my ripped jeans to a WNBA event I was speaking at. And I got so many compliments. And so many people said to me, I wish I could be like you and show up as the real me. The funny thing they didn't know is that I was so nervous that I didn't bring any other jeans. What I learned that day is forget everything you've been taught. Forget that you have to be this way or that way. Be you. And when you really show up and rock you, you will never be so powerful. And the other thing is do not accept other self-limiting beliefs. I was told by people so important to me, don't write your book. Don't go public with this. Don't become an entrepreneur. Don't go out on your own. Go back and do this. I thanked everyone for their concern. I thanked them for their love. And I handed all of their self-limiting beliefs right back to them. And I moved forward with my plan. And I'll tell you, I have never, ever been as strong and as confident as I am today. And it's because of those things. I put myself first. I listen to myself first. I'm the real me. I show up dressed like the real me, looking like the real me, rocking it out to my playlist. And you know what? 
it's so evident now when I look back at video of me speaking at an event 10 years ago versus now. And it's not a function of that I was 34 versus 44. It's a function of I was being somebody that I am not versus I really am who I am today. And I want that for everyone. Heather Monahan is comfortable in her own skin. Now, everyone can visit her at heathermonahan.com and please get that book, Confidence Creator on Amazon. I know it is going to rock your world and change your confidence. Take your confidence to a whole nother level. And is there anywhere else uh, at, other, at Heather Monahan on Instagram? Is that just it, right? I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. If you DM me, I always get back to people. And um, I've got an online course, a Confidence Creation uh, 101 course, and I'm launching a new show in May. So yeah, definitely keep up with me on socials and, and on my website. Thank you. Oh, a new show. What's what's the new show? I can't announce it yet, but I'm oh. so excited. It'll be, if you, if you follow me on social or on my um, site, you'll see uh, within the next month. Well, hey, I'll be excited to see it and be of service in any way I can. So, Heather, I have to acknowledge you for spreading and sharing this message of confidence. I think it is a fantastic service for the world, a message that is being received, obviously, by many people. And like I said, a fantastic service. And I thank you. Well, we can't wait to see your video up on LinkedIn. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I, okay. I'll share this one last bit. So about the video, right? And so my, (laughs) my November, 2016 goals, you ever watch that show survivor? Yeah. Right. Okay. So I've always loved that show. I really don't watch TV, but that's one of two shows that I watch. And so November, 2016, my goals, one of them was survivor audition video. Every single other goal got knocked out. Every month, they usually all get knocked out, you know, save one or two. And, you know, if they, then they get done like the next month or the month after that. Okay, we're in, uh, we're in April of 2019. That's still not done. It has appeared on many goal lists. And it's just the one thing, the one thing. And it's like, you know, even even finally in December, after the end of the last season, they're like, Go and submit your video now. We're looking to we're looking to film and 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 make the next seasons happen in in May, June, and July. And here we are in April. And I I, I was listening to that in December. I'm like, oh, now's the time I'm going to do it. <laughs> but hey, now I'm now I'm being so pu- I've never talked about this publicly before. So now I'm really on the spot. Uh, so thank when you. When are being you going to get it done by? Give me a deadline. What's the date? When will you have that video done by? April. How can we, is April fair? All right. Is, so at the end of April, for the last day of April, you are going to send me that video. I need to see it. Yeah. That's okay. a deal. Done and, done and done. <laughs> okay. So Heather, my final question is if you could teach a course at a university, a course of your creation or otherwise, what would it be? Cause we've talked about many concepts and different aspects of confidence today, but if you were to package it into a course and call it something, what would it be? You know, I, there's so many things that I can teach about because of my background in sales. And I I truly believe sales is a life skill. It's not a job that everyone needs to learn. However, I am so passionate about the confidence work that I'm doing now. It's really um, overshadowing the importance of sales. So those, those two topics are so important to me. But right now, 
I really, you know, I was a guest teacher at Harvard last month and I was so grateful to have that opportunity. And I, they wanted me teaching about sales, but I ultimately pivoted the conversation and took it to confidence creation because you can't be as successful in sales. You can't be successful really ultimately in anything if you aren't your confident, authentic you. So, you know, the number one thing that I'm teaching right now, the number one message I'm spreading is confidence creation. Um, I have the course uh, Online Confidence Creator 101. Uh, it's essentially an extension of the book with a workshop along with it. I'm doing my first live event in Boston, April 13th, Level Up Workshop, which is all about creating your confidence so that you can reach your goals and go to the next level. And um, it's definitely what I'm most passionate about and what I get the most unbelievable DMs and feedback about. So that's definitely the topic I would pick. Heather Monahan, you are the real deal. Thank you very much. Thank you. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of the Growth Mindset University podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this one today, I would really appreciate it if you could leave us a quick five-star rating in iTunes. All you have to do is grab your iPhone or iPad Open up the Apple Podcast app, hit the search tab, search the show, Growth Mindset University, or just search my name, Jordan Paris. Tap the show, scroll all the way to the bottom, and then just hit that fifth star, and that helps us tremendously in ways that you could never even imagine. It means the absolute world to me when people do this. I would be eternally grateful if you do that. We're pushing 100 ratings right now, and it's really making a difference for this show. And of course, if you've not already subscribed to the show, just make sure you do that wherever you're listening to so that you don't miss that next episode. I know you're not going to want to miss it. And you only heard this episode today because I thought it was valuable enough to post here. So if you want to share that value with your friends, your family, go ahead and do that. Share this episode with them. Take a screenshot. Send it to them. Take a screenshot. Put it on your Instagram story and tag me at J underscore Paris underscore so that I know you're listening and I can get back to you and put a face to the name. Now, if you're ready to really take your life to the next level, my book is on Amazon. It is also called Growth Mindset University. It's all about how to learn anything, how to take control of your life, and how to fulfill your vision of success. And you're not just supporting me and this channel by getting this book, but you're also getting this awesome book that's going to lay out the rules and principles to design your life full of joy and fulfillment. All right. I love you all so very much. And until next time, my friends, make every day count, live to learn, and grow to give.